You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And I would say good Saturday morning as usual, but I can't really use that expression. (laughs) Welcome aboard, everybody. Uh, We are under a tent at Gus's Tent Sale in Slidell. It's a a once-a-year celebration, and i got to tell you, there ain't nobody around here going fishing today. If the rain didn't get you, the wind will. We've got uh, actually tropical storm Olga is passing through. But the good news is it should be through the area pretty soon, moving on to the northeast and leaving us with some pretty nice weather. Joining me is Keith Lusher. He's co-hosting this morning. A little bit later on, he'll be hosting the North Shore Fishing Report. And, Keith, I've been in some tight places before <laughs> doing these broadcasts at marinas with under a tent with raindrops and wind blowing. We in the outdoors today. <laughs> well, I tell you what, this thing really came up quick on us. Uh, I missed one night of the weather. I usually watch the weather every night. Missed one night. Check in last night, and I see Tropical Storm, you know, headlines. Tropical Storm Olga bears down on Louisiana. Wow. <laughs> well, they gave it a name, and it's here, but hopefully it'll move on out. The good news, too, is we have a, a front, a cool front moving through, which is going to kind of change our wind direction a little bit, lower the temperatures, and we can continue what has been some really good fishing, and we'll get to a lot more of that. Uh, some other things I want to talk about this morning, the extended Red Snapper weekend. Don't think we're going to have a lot of people participating in that today. It's pretty much a blowout. Uh, there is a Get Out and Fish program scheduled at 7 till noon at Joe Brown Park in eastern New Orleans. They had 1,000 pounds of catfish that were waiting to be caught from the bank. Uh, the first 100 kids that show up get a free goodie bag. I do not know. Maybe if they're monitoring us, they'll call in and let us know uh, if that is going to be on or if it's going to be delayed this morning. Uh, we've got fishing reports, uh, whatever they are, we'll get those and also get some water and wind conditions from our reporting stations. Uh, on Bad Boys this morning, four men that I ur- I'm going to urge the DA of the parish where these offenses occurred and the judge who presides over the case to give these guys some jail time. I'll tell you why and ask you if you agree. And you can do that by texting us at 870-870. We keep our text board open the entire show. If you got a message, a question, a comment, We'd love to hear from you this morning. Tell us what you're doing on this windy, breezy morning where we've got some winds. Keith, what do you think those gusts are getting up to? <laughs> well, it looks like, judging by the, by the tents here, about 50, 50 miles an hour. But fortunately, it looks like that line's coming through. And it's going to be a beautiful day, I believe. Well, they just went a ladder. So <laughs> I'm waiting to see the, the Wicked Witch on a bicycle any minute here. Too. Uh, all right. Uh, you're listening to a live broadcast. i got some text messages coming in. Justin in the Windy Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He said, a squirrel feeding on a banana tree is next door. Come to visit when I'm on the porch. He's Dr. Doolittle. Well, Justin, that squirrel's probably just trying to get out of this wind and this weather here. Uh, tell us about some of the special deals that Gus has got. By 8 o'clock this morning when that weather gets through, that's when they're going to open up the gates here at the tent sale. Well, look, look forward to see Gerald Gaspar. He's going to be here with uh, Pure Fishing. Uh, we got Cito. What they're doing, Don, is is if you, you make a minimum purchase, Cito's going to put your name in the uh, the hat for a drawing for a free membership. You know, that, you know how valuable that could be. I tell Absolutely. you what, I spoke with many people that, that do the CETO, and you know, once they have to use it, I tell you what, one time pays for itself. Um, we got, you know, one one of the great things about here is is you got all the the manufacturers out here. You got the dealers, the reps. They could talk to you about certain products, and you don't get that anymore these days. You know, you don't get you don't get hmm. people actually knowledgeable about the product they're selling. Uh, so 
that's one of the great things about this. And you know the most important thing about this? It's a it's a tent sale. So under a tent. Are they selling tents? Does he have any tents for sale? I don't think I so. saw some booths. He for might sale. sell this one. It, it might be slightly discounted by the time this wind gets finished with it. Yeah, it's a breezy, windy Saturday morning. We're at Gus's Tackling Nets in Slidell. Old Spanish Trail, easy to find. Take the I-10 exit off Old Spanish Trail. Come on down and look on the right-hand side. Look for the tent. Look for the big sign. And look for me and Keith Lusher and stop by, say hello. And did I see free food and drink on that list? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. That's why a lot of people are going to come, I believe. Come on and take (laughs) advantage of some great buys, make some bargains, and you don't have to worry about going fishing or missing anything today, at least not for the early part because the winds, they are blowing, the water's going to be dirty, and we may have some problem with access at some of the marinas. Don, but I'm looking at the radar right now, and it looks like we... By daylight, we might be done with all the rain. It's so moving that's, fast. Yeah, that's the good coming news. through here pretty quick. All right, we'll be right back after this time out with uh, Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, we're at Slidell. We're at Gus's Tackling Nets. It's his annual tent sale. He's not selling tents. He's selling everything but tents. He's got all kind of fishing tackle, rods, reels, uh, raffles, door prizes, some really nice stuff, fillet blades if you need some fishing equipment. You want to do some shopping on a very windy and, uh, well, the rain's going to be ending, but it has rained pretty much over all night long along the coast. Uh, Keith Lush is out here with me. and Keith, uh, you keep your eye on the radar. Let us know if you see anything circular in there. I'm it's... keeping my eye on the radar. <laughs> I'm keeping my eye on the, the crawfish nets bouncing into us and the trash cans <laughs> flying, but I think we're going to survive. Uh, we're, we're having fun. Let's talk to Robbie Campo. He's out at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. Uh, Robbie, you guys have got to be getting some rough weather over there and maybe some high storm, storm tides, huh? Well, I tell you, Don, the water's not too bad. Um, it, but you're right, uh, you know, the wind's blowing out of the southeast uh, about 25, and we've seen gust highs up to 39 miles an hour in on our weather, on our low weather thing inside. Um, that's what the wind the wind gauge is saying this morning. Uh, the rain has stopped, but um, I don't recommend going out fishing in this kind of weather. I don't no. Think good idea. Um, but during the week, <clears throat> I'll tell you, during the week, man, the fishing was – you know, the fishing was on, man. It caught a lot of trout this week. Uh, you know, I, and I reiterated what I said last Saturday. You know, fall fishing is finally here. And uh, the trout are transitioned. And, and you, any any spot that you'd like to fish in in the fall, well, start fishing it because it's it's it's, it's happening. So, and it, and for reds and for trout, I mean, and, you know, we, and matter of fact, Don, we're seeing some flounders coming in. I haven't seen flounders being caught in, a, in quite a while, but, Starting to see a few flounders. Um, I thought they were on an endangered species. Let's tell you the truth, but uh, looks like they're starting to make a little comeback. But um, yeah, <clears throat> tell you, I would not recommend going out in this kind of weather this morning. But um, I think if it calms down, maybe later in the day or or, or tomorrow, you know, um, you know, give it a shot. But uh, I don't recommend this this morning. Not not at all. Robbie, give us a couple of places you would suggest that will clear up as far as the dirty water quicker than others. Uh, I guess those interior Biloxi marsh ponds has got to be the, the, the place to go where that's not going to be as badly affected as some of the bigger bays and, and some of the islands. Well, I, I think places like Stump Lagoon, Drumhole, uh, I, I tell you, but a lot of fish were caught right here in the Margo, um, Don, right up you know, from the dam, on the other side of the dam. You know, uh, and that marsh, but, you know, when you come behind uh, Brady's Brady's Lagoon coming back toward the Margo, uh, you know, up in the ship channel, up the line here, up when you leave and turn 
left to go on up the ship channel has been has been where the wall starts. Uh, the Great Wall of St. Bernard starts here. It's been good, man, all week. And, you know, it, it's been blowing. We've been having windy days, you know, wind out of the east here all week. And, uh, and they still seem to catch, you know, 40, 50 fish every day. So uh, yesterday it rained. Um, Captain Jimmy Carley caught fish up there twice yesterday. So he had two trips he ran up there yesterday. So, I mean, it's doable. I just don't um, – I just don't think that it's a good idea to launch in a in a twenty in a steady twenty five mile an hour wind to go to go try this. Um, you know, it's just it's just not safe this morning. But if it calms down later in the day, yeah, I would say go 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 for it. You know, that's what I would think. But I would say stay in the Margo from the dam coming up. You know, up up around between Hope Down and Shell Beach. Hey, Robbie, sounds good, man. Any other words we need to pass along before we? Say sayonara. <laughs> well, if you, if you are coming down here, just watch for the garbage the garbage cans in the road because they're all over the place. The <laughs> they got debris everywhere this morning. So and and seems like you know these guys put their garbage cans out for the garbage man to pick up the garbage, and they got stuff scattered everywhere from uh you know from Saint Bernard coming down to Kenilworth and all that stuff. So on a full lane, just be careful and. uh I would just say wait it out. That's what I would do. I would just wait it out a little while. And if you want to give it a shot later in the day, well, come on down, make a left at that bridge, and come see us, and we'll be glad to take care of you. If you're looking for a fish fry this afternoon, go to Rouse's. That's my suggestion. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best bet. <laughs> you got it. Robbie, have a good weekend, my friend. All right. We'll bye-bye. see you next week. Take care. That's Robbie Campo. All right, we'll be back. And uh, some, well, I tell you what, we got some power outages happening. Winds are blowing. If you're inside, stay there. Let this stuff get on through. We'll be right back. Don DeBuke, Keith Lusher, we're at Gus's. Tackling that's a Slidell. It's the annual tent sale. The gate opens at 8 a.m. as the wind doesn't blow you through. Come on, we'll come see us. Say hello. We're back right after. All right, along with Keith Lusher, we are at Gus's uh, Tackling Nuts in Slidell. Hey, you uh, want to come by if you're not going fishing today? Uh, it's an easy stop, and come see the store. If you've never been here, you'll be amazed at how much merchandise Gus has, and he does a really good job of picking out the things that are specific to the fishing in this area. Keith, i got to tell you, I don't know what your North Shore reports coming <laughs> in were this week, but mine were really good. Yeah. On tr- the trout pick, it just picked up. Uh, made a trip out, to, and Mike Gallo is going to be by here later. We'll talk more about it. We fished Lake Catherine, Pearl River, Little Lake over there off the Wrigley's. The trout are active, Lake Catherine. People fishing under the lights are really doing well. Robbie said they're moving into Stump Lagoon and the interior marshes there. Now, was it you telling me about the fish along the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain? Yeah, I went out with uh, Mr. Forrest Green. And we oh, did, what we, a treat yeah, that was, yeah, huh? I'll tell you what. We did very good between uh, Bayou Bonfica, the, the mouth of Bayou Bonfica, uh-huh. along that northern shoreline around Flat Point, all the way up to uh, Bayou Lacombe. Our normal routine, we've been doing that, um, you know, yearly for the last three years, and there was some doubt this year as far as with the spillway and the mm-hmm. lake recovery, but that lake is beautiful. Uh, the eelgrass along that shoreline is beautiful, uh, jam-packed with mullet, a lot of mullet in there. Um, seems to be when we were fishing in the mullet, we were catching trout. And when we weren't feeling that mullet scrape across our line, we weren't catching really? anything. So we picked up on a pattern, and we were just hunting down mullets. Those mullets were holding into the, the eelgrass, Grass, and uh-huh. it was, it's fun figuring out fish, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, what were you throwing? What bait, and how were you? what was the technique you were using? Well, Mr. Green is, is 
putting out a new new set of lures, which really? which I'm all aboard. I'm I'm all about because man, I tell you what, he's very picky when it comes to that. So he's they, it's called Spectrum, and it's a traditional paddle tail plastic mm-hmm. minnow, and he's got some different colors. And I tell you what, he had a, a, a chartreuse one on. I had a pink lure, and I'm not. I do not like fishing with pink lures. <laughs> I just never. Maybe you know how they say that it October catches the fishermen. Is, October is the breast cancer awareness month. Well, you I, see <laughs> a lot of pink everywhere. So maybe I'm that's not a, it's something to do with it. Yeah. But uh, I was hanging with with Mr. Green, so I uh-huh. kept that pink one and I took all the pink ones out of his pocket and said, "No, no, no you can't have it. Come on, we need a, we need so an equalizer here." So you would tight here. line them, bouncing them, <clears throat> jigging or straight retrieve. How are you? Normally, working? we bounce them off the bottom. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, this is the first time that 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 grass is so thick. I had to go with a one eighth ounce jig head wow. just so it wouldn't go down. And uh-huh. when I put that jig head on, I'm like, because I like to feel, you know, yeah, anybody right. likes to feel the, sure. the end of your line. So I was throwing out, and I had to keep it right above that eelgrass. So it was mm-hmm. a jig, half jig, half reel. Ah, I got very you. very frantic uh, retrieve. But, yeah, uh, we were catching trout like that. So that water's not very deep right there. No. No, not not along the shoreline, and like I said, the eelgrass makes it even more shallow because you can't even mm-hmm. you can't get down in that eelgrass. No. You're gonna lose. You're gonna you know you get hooked up on on the eelgrass. You lose your you're cast. Done. So yeah, no, it's a little bit of finesse fishing. Uh, people that want to go there, Bayou Lacombe, best launch there, maybe all the way down to the one close to the lake, or you can launch up in town. Bayou Lacombe has two launches. The main street, it's mm-hmm. right. If you see Bayou Adventure, you turn left right there. So that's a little bit upriver. So that's a safe, safe launch. And then you can, if you can get down Lake Road all the way down at at the end of Lake Road, there's a there's a big launch that that is it works very well. Don't do it today though. <laughs> today no. not a day to be out there. But that's some good information. And uh, Forrest Green, the people that haven't don't know him, the man is amazing. He's been fishing in uh, the North Shore of Lake Pontchartrain his entire life. He's a freshwater and a saltwater guru. A really great guy to be with too. A lot of fun to fish with. Yeah, and I tell you what, when you're shooting a fishing video, sometimes you have to get on the the guys like talk a little bit, show a little emotion. Forrest Green, you do not. Just wind him up, turn him on. <laughs> good deal. All right, I got some text messages coming in. One of our regular early texters, Toby, says he woke up to a hurricane on the first day of the youth hunt. They do have the youth hunt going on for deer hunting, uh, and it's the first time in years he didn't have a kid to take. Good luck to kids that do get to hunt this morning. Thank you, Toby. We appreciate you listening. Here's one. Uh, good morning, Don. Whack the trout. So many people did. This past Thursday in Biloxi Marsh, your friends from Team Last Stall, and he always ends with the old Raider Pride. Right back at you. Uh, the power is out in River Forest in Covington. We've been experiencing a little outages here, and if we go away temporarily, that will explain it. Uh, some rough weather moving through, but the good news is it is coming through. All right, we got a text from Tadpole. He wants to wish all those youth hunters out there good luck this morning. Yeah, it's not a bad morning to hunt. Uh, I prefer not as much wind, but you get up in those heavy wooded areas, you're not going to feel that wind as much. Yeah, those trees knock down the wind quite a bit. Uh, here's one from the Lafayette Yacker. Thank goodness he was able to go fishing Thursday in Hopedale. He did okay. Trout were hitting. Shrimp were running across the water trying to su- survive, I think is what he's saying there. Um and he's getting ready to go uh, to Death Valley to watch the football game and the Purple and Gold Tigers. All right, that's from the Lafayette Yacker. He does say it was a beautiful sight down there at Hopedale. Uh, Hopedale's a good place to go this time of the year. Uh, the Hopedale Lagoon, the Mr. Go Dam, and for paddlers like him, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty short little run right there. Uh, something I wanted to clarify while we're talking about hunting. I uh, got this in from Wildlife and Fisheries. It's a, a notice 
that uh, the dove season for the north zone, there was a misprint in the regulations uh, that were put out for the wildlife management areas. And the north zone third split begins December 28th and goes January 26th. Uh, They also said that the second split closed on October 17th, which was an error. It remains open currently. It is open until November the 17th. That's the second split of dove season in Louisiana's north zone. So pay no attention to the regulations book. Occasionally it happens. They, They make some mistakes. Well, I see Jeff Brule pulled up. He braved this way. If Jeff can get here, anybody can get. I don't know whether he came by boat or came by truck, but we'll find out when we talk to Jeff. His freshwater fishing report is coming up soon. We're also going to have Mike Gallo dropping by. Uh, we've got Eric Mahabarak with a paddler's report, and we got a weather report coming, too. So stick around, and if you got time, come on by here to Gus's. Uh, free food and drink today. He's celebrating a tent sale, and believe me, if anything you're looking for, he's got it on sale today. There's some great bargains out here, whether it's Penn, Shimano, Daiwa. And if you got a question about a product you have bought, factory reps will be here too. We're back in three minutes after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, welcome back in. Uh, again, we're at the uh, Old Spanish Trail in Slidell. It's one of the main exits off I-10. If you come in from uh, Mississippi or the west from St. Tammany or Tangipaho, you just take 12 to 10 You'll find the exit if you're coming across the lake from New Orleans area. Uh, it's about the second, I believe, exit you come to. Uh, hang a left right there and come down. You'll see the big red and white tent. You'll see um, Keith Lusher and I and Jeff Brule all broadcasting here. And you're going to take advantage of some of these really good bargains he's got here. All right, for our Alabama listeners, i got a great fishing report from the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. I don't know if you've ever fished over there, Keith, but they have what's called the Gulf State Park Pier. And it's on the Gulf Shores Orange Beach right away. And the fishing has turned on there. Now, again, today, not a good day to go fish there. But they're catching Spanish mackerel, which is not a real popular fish. But I went to, uh, I had a, a lunch meeting in the French Quarter last week at a restaurant called Pesci, which is, you know, fish means fish. And that's what they served. They had like a, a seafood buffet for the whole table. And they brought out four small Spanish mackerel baked, baked with a really good sauce on top of them. And you just kind of scrape the meat off of them, yeah. avoid the bones. They're a little bony. No, no fishy taste? No, it had a really? really good taste. And I think it was because of that sauce that they put on it, proving you could pretty much eat any fish if you got a good enough sauce. But uh, if you're a Spanish mackerel enthusiast, not a lot of people like them. You can catch plenty of them over there. There's also a redfish, king mackerel, right off the pier. Mm-hmm. Ladyfish, poor man's tarpon, and several other species. Of course, your trout and flounder can be caught there, too. Off the wharf, huh? Yeah, off the pier. And, you know, the thing about this pier, it, they've got, it's 20 feet wide. It's got 2,500 feet of fishing space. It can accommodate a lot of people. Uh, it's got bathrooms on it. It's got educational material that kind of shows you fish identification. How far out does it go? Uh, 1,500 feet wow. out into the Gulf. So, and it's being that it's on the Gulf. Uh, you don't need a boat to go catch offshore species, which is very, very unique. Uh, they said the kings are, are starting to show up. Uh, the slot reds those in, in Alabama, it's 16 to 26 inches. Uh, and the bull reds, if you want to keep one over 28, they've got that. Those are also hitting. What they're catching those Spanish mackerel on is an alewife. 
You familiar with that? Alewives? I am not. Fill me in. I was about to ask you, how are they catching <laughs> it, kings in got, Spanish? Because we usually troll for it's, those. It's a live bait, and they're free-lining them like we free-line for trout, or they're putting them on a bubble rig. A bubble rig okay. is a little cork that you put water in to give it weight, and you can make a little bit of a, a distant cast on it. But anyway, it's a great place. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they're going to be closing it pretty soon for some renovations, which they do periodically when those boards start getting a little worn. Uh, and that's going to be closing it for about, I think it's going to close like maybe two months. So take advantage of it now during this fall season. And all you do is bring your gear, walk out on the pier, and catch some fish. That's the one good thing about, you know, Alabama is you get you get closer to that uh, Gulf water faster. Over down here with the, with the Mississippi spilling out, you know, we got to deal with that brackish well, water. we've and got that. advantages to having a big oh, estuary yeah, system, absolutely. too. But to each is on. All right, we're going to take a quick uh, station identification pause we come back i got some more information about fishing in alabama i got some closures and some openings taking place we'll be right back to do that don dubuque along with keith lusher we're at gus's tackle and slidell and we'll be back after we let our local stations identify themselves along the outdoors with don dubuque radio (laughs) network all right also uh, along with that uh, report on the alabama state pier if you fish alabama waters whether you're commercial or recreational beginning november 1st through the end of the month uh, there will be a moratorium on flounder. You cannot catch and keep flounder. It's part of that protection. They've done some limit reductions, and they put in that closure to protect them during a spawning period. Uh, Keith, we've had a number of discussions on Hunt Fish Talk, which mm-hmm. follows this program. We do it once a month with Wendy Billiot, uh, sometimes Martha Spencer, and we discuss roundtable issues. Flounder and speckled trout changes in Louisiana have been discussed, and I think some are coming. It very well could be that they're going to put in some closures on, on flounder in Louisiana. Well, I'll tell you what, we are seeing the return of the flounder, and that, that yeah. makes you wonder what, what was the reason for the disappearance, because there was clearly a disappearance. Around 2013, we've seen them kind of, you know, diminish. From, they're a byproduct of, of saltwater fishermen, but you still see them, in, like in the reports on NorthShoreFishingReport.com, I see, you know, flounder, 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 and it, you, there's no flounder. And even the guys who went out and target flounder, because that trestles is they got some flounder Absolutely. holes on there. There, there were none now. Now we're starting to see them come back, but it makes you wonder, why did they disappear? And does it have any correlation with the speckled trout? But it looks like as if other states are dealing with it, too. So it's not just a, a Louisiana-specific problem that we're dealing with. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure, I don't know if it'll be discussed at this commission meeting. It's coming up in November. It'll probably be more like December. But we are awaiting a proposal from the biologist to the commission with some options on making changes to address what they consider is an overfished situation with regard to speckle trout. Yeah, and I still don't understand the whole overfish thing. Um but I guess I got to do some more research into that. See if something, if it's overfished, you know, if there's less fishermen, how is it overfished? But the uh, the speckled trout numbers, I'm very curious to see what they do because I don't know if, if, if now that we're thinking about it more and listening for it, but the speckled trout seems to be doing really, they're really well. After well, the river water, the Bonacari diversion certainly killed it in the mm-hmm. Pontchartrain, even the Lake Bourne area. But it, it's starting to come back now. Cocodrie enjoyed a good trout season. Grand Isle enjoyed a good trout season. I don't envy a wildlife and fisheries biologist trying to manage speckled trout. Oh. You've got you've got an eroding coastline. You've got freezes. You've got so many variables. Uh, it's very very difficult to get enough data over a long enough period of time to make judgments and then yeah. to come back with different options that will produce desired results. They got a tough job. And then, you know, you you focus on speckled trout, and it's like, where's the saltwater? Where's the saltwater? Let me tell you, speckled trout, 
there's a fine line between that salt water and where that fresh water mixes. Absolutely. They love it. Absolutely. Right where that right where that water line mixes, that's where those speckled trout We caught light. them in the Pearl River on Wednesday. With I was going to ask you, what's yeah. that Pearl and River look like? The water was mixing. There was dirty river water and cleaner salt water being blown oh, in and right tried driven, yeah. and they were in there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back. He's right here. We don't have to wait for his call. <laughs> Jeff Brill's got a freshwater fishing report for you coming up on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we are having fun this morning. Mike Gallo, Captain Mike, showed up with a box of donuts and the wind's blowing donuts around. I'm telling you, I'm going to see the Wicked Witch on the bicycle before this day is over. It is breezy out here. You ain't going fishing this morning, I'm telling you. But you can come by here at Gus's Tackling Nets and Slidell. We're having a great time here. And you can get some great deals, too. Jeff Rule joins us now in person this morning. Uh, none of our fishing reporters are out on the water this morning. Isn't that strange? Jeff, good morning. Thanks for coming over. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, it's, it's tough out there right now with all this wind. You don't want to be out there. No. We Say- need to talk about what happened, though, and what's going to happen. Uh, Venice. Uh, bass time in Venice normally pretty good this time of year. Yeah, but we've been getting these rises in the river. Uh, had some reports last week. They had a little tournament down there, and they still caught some 15 and 16 pound stringers. But kind of the good news is it's going to start falling next week. Uh, it's going to be probably under seven foot, and by the first of November, or so it'll probably be in the six foot range on the New Orleans gauge. But it might take till December before it gets down below five feet. But I made a trip down there the week before, caught some really nice fish. But you have to kind of run around and find the clean water and find them productive points and it's kind of concentrated right now but eventually the water is going to go down and you'll be able to catch them everywhere like they were about a month ago similar situation in the chafalai basin that's the thing about louisiana you never hear us reporting that we just don't have enough water there's no place for the fish there's no what we've always got too much water what's going on in the basin the the morgan city gauge is four foot again which is right about the level it starts going into the woods uh-huh. But it's going to stay there pretty steady for the next week or so and then start falling out. But uh, Verrett would probably be your better side when the, when this weather clears up. They are catching some fish around the lake. And it's fair to, you know, fair to good reports in the basin. You still can find some areas that are productive. But these cooler nights, are, uh, the fish are feeding up for winter, and there, there's a good bite going on down the basin in the marsh and around Morgan City. Um, cooler temperatures, um, is it cool enough now to make a difference in the patterns of the fish or the way you fish for them? Yeah, they, they'll hit those moving baits a lot better now. The water temperatures, when I went this week around the Chef Pass areas, some areas it was 70-degree water temp, and that's just prime for moving baits. You know, you crank baits, you spinner baits, vibrating jigs, things like that. That means you can cover a lot more water, make a lot more cast, and find those little productive points. Yeah, I went into one little pond, and there was redfish tailing, and I was catching bass before I got to the, see the redfish, and it, it was pretty hot action there for about an hour. But you can move around until you find them, and then, then you can slow down with something, you know, a little bit less speed to it. How many times have you gone to Delacro with, you know, the mindset is, I'm going to catch them bass, and all of a sudden the redfish just start tearing up, or vice versa. I'm going in there to catch reds, and you find bass. It happens both ways. It's amazing. A couple of weeks I went and took a couple of boys one day, and I went back the next day, and places where I caught bass the first trip, I couldn't catch a bass there. And then I moved to one place where I thought the bass were going to be, and they were just stacked with redfish. So you just you have to move and take what's given to you until you find fish. And some days it's all redfish, and some days it's bass. Usually got a tip for us. Uh, besides stay home today, what's your other tip? Uh, vibrating jigs. I've been experimenting some with them. It's kind of a tough lure to get the hang of. Uh, it's got a big, large profile, so it does catch some big fish. It will produce some redfish. 
but I got a few tips to help you get a few more bites and hook more fish. Uh, first is they got these composite rods now. It's a graphite glass base rod and they have a little bit limber tip to them so they allow you to the fish to load up on the bait and you get the hook in a lot better. Next you can try some of these different trailers. Uh, Berkeley Chigger Craw is great when you got crabs like you say you want to fish a redfish. Mm -hmm. And Berkeley has a new trailer. Uh, it's called the Deal. And it's kind of a minnow shaped twin tail grub looking thing and it, mm -hmm. it's has some great action to it. It's pretty tough. It holds up. I mean, I've caught five or six bass and reds still using the same bait. Uh, but finally, just uh, spool uh, Revo with some Berkeley 17-pound test fluorocarbon on that composite rod, and you, you'll get a lot more bites, and you'll hook up a lot more with that setup. Uh, if Gus has any of those deals here, maybe you can find one and bring it over here. I'd like to see it, that new bait. I hadn't seen it yet. I'll look for it. The deal. All right, we got a, a bass tournament coming up. Uh, when is it? Tomorrow? Yeah, it looks it like, going on today? looks like it. Uh, tomorrow is the 27th, uh, East Pearl, Lunkers and Liars. But I know there's got to be some famous <laughs> bass tournament going on today with the weather like it is. <laughs> now, one thing i got to ask about Gus is I hadn't been inside yet. Does he still have those pink buzz baits that the, all the bass fishermen used to keep a secret? I don't know about that. <laughs> that there's a pink one that was imitated as shrimp. It's a really? good shrimp imitation for this time Y'all of year. Well, it ain't a secret anymore. <laughs> we'll check and see if he's got it. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff's reports, by the way, are brought to you by Berkeley. They are a division of Pure Fishing. You know them for the Berkeley line of gulp baits, a crappie, bass, inshore, offshore, line of all kinds for fishing, whether you use monofilament, braid, or fluorocarbon. And you're going to find thousands of fishing accessories. For you early Christmas shoppers, believe me, everything from catfish flippers to hand scales to fillet knives. If it's for fishing, Berkeley has it, a division of pure fishing. Coming back after this, the wind's slowing down a little bit, but it uh, keeps gusting uh, as the frontal system is moving through the area as we speak. We're at Gus's in Slidell if you want to come by and say hello and take advantage of some bargains. Captain Mike Gallo's here. You might want to chat with him. We're going to do that right after the top of the hour break. So stay with us when we come back. Captain Darrell Carpenter tells us what's going on in Grand Isle where i got to think it's a, a little breezy to say the least. We're back right after. All right, we're not operating on all cylinders this morning. Uh, weather's been uh, throwing us a curveball. We're underneath the tent. Uh, it's been raining. A lot of wind, some uh, flashing power outages. There's a lot of those going on throughout the area as uh, the remnants of uh, Olga, tropical uh, storm Olga, moves through the state, uh, gets on out of here with a cold front coming through, and the winds are not going to completely abate, but they will switch directions. Uh, let's find out about Grand Isle, Louisiana. I think we have Daryl Carpenter on the line with us. Daryl, are you down on the island, or are you uh, up on the other side of Highway 1, which I understand is impassable right now? Don, if you're in a tent, you're better off than we are because I can promise you you're standing in this. Uh, they, uh, man, I, I think this storm was this little storm was underestimated. I mean, we're getting everything we got, you know, when when that Barry came through. Uh, yeah, everything flooded. Uh, the the last time I checked it, just a few minutes ago, we were topping out at about 40 miles an hour on the dust. So uh, it, it's it's been a long night of rocking and rolling and. I got things going bump downstairs, but it's, I'm, I'm just waiting for it to clear up to, to go see what exactly is beating against the side of the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I guess the most important thing is tell people if you're on the island, don't try to leave because you can't get through on the road. And if you had plans to go down there, don't. 
Right, right. I mean, it's, now look, the wind is the wind's made a little bit of a shift out of the west. Uh, when I check the tide gauge, it, it hopefully it has peaked. It looks like it's kind of leveled out. Uh, the, the live gauge here on the back side of the island is showing about two and a half feet uh, on a, on a tide range. You know, on the on the scale. Um, so yeah, that's going to flood things. And, and the wind was blowing it. Uh, that east wind that we had ahead of the storm was probably blowing it across Highway One. Now that it's changed more west, you know, hopefully that stuff will start dropping out of there and that highway will open up. Because Lord knows, I, I got to get to town, so I got to be at the Capitol Monday. So, um, you know, I mean, there's obviously going to be no fishing in this, and we're going to wait and see exactly what it leaves us, whether or not you know how low it does drop the water or how muddy it gets, and that'll depict where we go from here. Uh, you, did you guys get a few days in early in the week, some good trout fishing like it's been down there? Yeah, we did. And, uh, the, the trout, I mean, almost full on, you know, the migration is done now. Uh, some trout are still being caught close to the island, but any any numbers are, are all north of here. Uh, I wouldn't even start until I hit, like, the Manila Village area. There's, you know, that area up there has been holding a lot of fish, a lot of small fish when it comes to trout. And and now it's even kind of moving a little further north. Uh, they're they're in full blown winter mode. But then again, you got to remember for for almost a month now we've been what I consider flood tides. I mean we've had water over the roads, we've had water under the house, and there's been no reason for the bait to leave the marsh. Sure, the days are getting shorter. Your photosynthesis is getting shorter, which tells them winter time's coming. But that water never got flushed out of that marsh. So all the shrimp and all are still further north of here, and that coaxes those fish to go further north because they're looking to fatten up for the winter time. So you gotta, you know, you gotta follow them. They're gonna, they're gonna do their own thing. And right now they're looking for bait, fattening up. You gotta follow them. Daryl, um, I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked Robbie. Places in your area that uh, bounce back quicker than others when winds blow through and starts to settle down where are some areas that the water might clear up a little bit where the fishing will return to normal the fastest uh typically it's going to be it's going to be areas just a little bit north of here where maybe you've got a little bit of grass in the marsh or a lot more oyster beds left uh of course the wave action is big enough on that bay that it's churning up the bottom everywhere you look um the good thing is we don't have a whole lot of tide movement so every tide you know we're on that dead tide scale so Every bit of tide you're going to have the next day or so is going to be wind-driven. Um, so it's not the areas that try to stay clean, they're not going to get mixed up with a heavy, heavy tide movement that will help keep the bottom stirred up. So when you start to, talking about, you know, the Bay Rambo areas, the canals, you know, all the oil field canals and stuff around Bay Rambo, those ought to start cleaning up fairly quick. And and then it'll work its way down south. Now, when we get into those bigger tides, if if we get a south wind out of it, the area around Grand Isle will clean up with one tide change because it'll bring in that fresh, good-looking water out of the Gulf. So it's immediately, I'd still look up north, uh, at least as far north as the Bay Rambo, Bay Lures area. And then and then as the tide moves and we get it, get it flushed out of here, then you can start looking back toward Grand Isle. How about bull reds? Still along uh, Caminata? Four bayous? Yeah, there? There, there have been, and there's been a bunch of them on the beach. Um, now, with, the, with these higher tides, I'm going to tell you, yesterday yesterday in the breaks and the rain, there was just massive schools of bull reds right here by the house in the back of the bay. Um, 
man, they were chasing mullets like crazy. I mean, it would have been a, a believe it or not, during all that rain, the wind was fairly light. So it would have been a, uh, a really good topwater scenario. But, and, those, and you could see them from a mile away because they were busting bullets everywhere. Got it. You can find him at realscreamers.com or on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Or you can listen to him every Saturday morning. He's with us from Grand Isle, Captain Darrell Carpenter. Darrell, we'll see you next week, my friend. Stay, stay dry down there. Enjoy, enjoy yourself today, Don. All right. Thank you. That's Darrell Carpenter coming back after this. Uh, hour number two of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.